Is it possible for an existing company to transform into an exponential organization? Welcome to the Exponential Organization podcast. I'm your host, Lance Pepler. The world is changing at an exceptional rate. Companies need to not only continue to innovate, but also grow exponentially to keep up. This podcast will introduce you to the principles of exponential growth and how you can adopt them into your business. This show is sponsored by IdeaStorm, a leading exponential growth consultancy. They can provide services ranging from an hour advisory call with a network of over 2,000 consultants worldwide through to the 10-week EXO Sprint. Visit www.ideastorm.ca.za to find out more. So, welcome to the final week of our three-week series looking at exponential organizations. The first week, we looked at what is causing the rise of exponential organizations. Last week, we discussed what made a company an exponential organization. And we'll conclude this week with how to become an exponential organization. But first, let's have a recap of the last two weeks. We defined an exponential organization as a company that grows at an above average rate, up to 10 times faster than comparable companies in the industry, but can make do with considerably fewer resources thanks to new forms of organization and the use of new, especially digital, technologies. And so the the key things, again, were grow at an exceptional rate, up to 10 times, New forms of organization, they they are structured differently, they behave differently, and they take advantage of new digital technologies. We said that exponential organizations have emerged because of the incredible advancements of emerging technologies like 3D printing, advanced robotics, biotechnology, blockchain, digital design, energy storage, high-performance computing, including cloud computing, Internet of Things, Artificial Intelligence, and actually many more. And then we looked at what made an exponential organization, and we saw that they're structured in a way to take advantage of these exponential technologies. They have a massive transformative purpose, also called an MTP, that acts as their North Star, guiding their innovation and attracting people to their company. They're also increasingly a mixture of these seven attributes, staff on demand, community and crowd, algorithms, leveraged assets, engagement, interfaces, dashboards, experimentations, autonomy, and social. And they make up two acronyms, SCALE and IDEAS. And so really, I'm not going to go through any kind of detail because that was last week's podcast. So listen to last week's podcast to find it. But and quite a bit more about those particular attributes and about the MTP. So those two previous podcasts, the first one, the rise of the exponential organization and what makes a company an exponential organization. Right, so let's get into today's podcast. And that is, how does a company become an exponential organization? And there's a quote by David Rose, who said, any company designed for success in the 20th century is doomed for failure in the 21st century. And that's where it starts. It starts with a company realizing this particular fact. And it's in the 
exponential organization environment that I work, it's called an awake session. And before a company embarks on a transformation journey, because that's what they need to do to become an exponential organization, they need to be made aware of what is happening in the world. This should be a session to all those involved in the transformational process, and it's called the awake session. Um, ideally to the CEO, to the board, to management, and whoever is going to get involved. So this is how an awake session um, is structured. First, you know, you bring people's attention to the exponential technology advancements in the world today, and how rapidly this exponential, which essentially means doubling, process is still happening, and and it's now, you know, it's getting huge doubling each time and making it significant advancements. And then the second about how competitors and new entrants will use this exponential technology to disrupt your industry, that industry, the industry where that company resides. Uh, it could be an international company and it could be a company down the road or a company in the same city. If they are taking advantage of the exponential technologies that are available and taking the business to the customer, making it as easy as possible for the customers to interact with you, then your company and your business is potentially at risk. The third thing to look at is that startups are increasingly rapidly reaching the billion dollar market cap. Um, and so, you know, Airbnb and Uber reached a billion dollar in five and eight years respectively, while Slack reached the billion dollar mark in five months. And so that's happening the whole time. The, the new organizations that are coming, that are forming, that challenge you because they don't have all the baggage of an existing uh, organization. They come as startups and they eat the market share. The fourth thing is the tremendous opportunities technologies, te exponential technologies bring. And um, I was having uh, a meeting today with someone who's very passionate about this. And we were just, he was just saying, you know, the opportunities that resound around exponential technologies like never before. You know, you listen to Gary Vee, uh, all these different people that are out there, and you're made aware of the opportunities that exist. So companies need to wake up and take advantage of these opportunities before the competitors do. And the fifth thing and the last thing is how to take advantage, just like I said, of these opportunities to build exponential organizations uh, and grow like never before. So the result of an awake session will be to convince as many people in an organization as possible that change is necessary and that they can assist, not hinder the process. This is a vital step in overcoming a company's immune system, which we'll look at later in this podcast. And this, this immune system is absolutely valid and a real thing in companies because people don't like change. People's livelihoods are connected to what they're currently doing. You know, they don't want to change, but they need to. And that's what the AWAKE system does. So once people are, have realized that they need to change, how do they start? Well, a good, a good first step would be doing something called an EXQ, EXQ assessment. And that stands for Exponential Quotient Assessment. Um, what Salim Ishmael um, and ExoWorks and now OpenExo did 
was they created a, an online questionnaire. And this questionnaire goes through the, the attributes and the massive transformative purpose and asks three questions for each. And then you as an organization will go through it and answer as honestly as possible what stage you are in all of these different areas. Uh, it takes approximately 30 minutes to complete. And what this will actually do is it will give you a, a good baseline to be able to say, okay, this is where we are. This is how we need to change. This is what we need to change. And it makes you realize, uh, again, it's like a follow-up to the awake session about what you need to do. Um, as a consultant working with OpenExo, that's the, the community that I'm part of, I have access to the EXQ or the Exponential Quotient Assessment Tool. And I've created a specific link that you can find in the show notes or you can find in my blog or on my website or just email me and, and I'll send it through to you and you can complete it. Once completed, you'll be asked to provide your contact details and a report will be emailed to you. To actually get maximum value from the report, it'll be best if you meet with somebody, such as myself, who will take you through the results. Another important tool to assess and understand the exponential organization attributes is something called the EXO Canvas. And this is so much easier to see in a blog format and so much more difficult to explain in a podcast. But essentially, let me try. It's a one-page sheet. And at the top, you've got your massive transformative purpose, and you write down what that is. And, and I think next week, I'll be looking at that massive transformative purpose in more detail for you to understand how to do it. Then across the left-hand side is the scale, staff on demand, community and crowd, algorithms, leveraged assets and engagement. On the right-hand side is the ideas, interfaces, dashboards, experimentations, autonomy, and social technologies. So you can take the output of the EXQ, the, the, uh, the exponential quotient assessment, and be able to map what you're currently doing. Where is your company strong? Is, does your company involve do algorithms? Does it have dashboards? Does it operate in small autonomous teams? Does it engage with your customers? So once you've done that, you get a, an idea of the current situation. And then you can sit with a consultant again, possibly, and say, where do you want to go? What do you need to put in place? And so you can map out how you need to change it and how you need to do it. So I we spoke about it in the introduction about this corporate immune system. And the corporate immune system is, is really, really a, a thing of, that's real. Innovation and transformation is very difficult within existing companies. And one of the main reasons for this is because it gets attacked by the corporate immune system. And everything in a company, from sales and marketing through to supply chain management processes, is structured around existing revenue-generating products and services. And employees within the company are also rewarded for achieving goals aligned to the current product and service. So if they sell a lot, they get a good bonus. And if they serve their customers well, um, they, they retain customers. But what happens is when a new disruptive product or service is introduced to a company, 
there's a good chance that the initial revenue will be light, will be negligible, and it will require different processes. So what you need to try and convince the company to do that you're introducing it to, that they need to change their products and services to sell something now that isn't generating as much revenue. And they also need to think differently and they need to change the way they operate. And all three of these things is very difficult for someone to get involved with. So there's a very good chance that people within the company will view this new product as a threat to their bonus. You know, shareholders might also see their revenue drop as the company accommodates the new product or service. So the corporate immune system is the reason why companies have missed the need to transform and have been the cause of the well-known failures like Blockbuster, Kodak, Nokia, uh, and now the, the travel, to, you know, Thompson, Thomas Cook, that has just recently gone bankrupt and will be the case study in the future. It'll join the likes of Blockbuster, Kodak, and Nokia. So ExoWorks, if you once again look at the show notes, have written a really good article called Recognizing and Overcoming the Corporate Immune System. And they give four tips to do this. And I'll, I'll read this out to you. The first thing is you need to get the buy-in from the CEO. And that's where the awake session works. And that's discussed in the beginning of this podcast and is used to convince the CEO, C-level management, and as many people within a company as possible of the need to transform. And then secondly, build out, not up. And ideally, a new exponential product or service needs to function independently of the existing organization's structure and systems. As the new division or company matures, it can then be brought back into the company and will sometimes replace the existing products and services entirely. And you see that all the time in the, the progressive company, they, they'll phase out a product and replace it with something else. But it's best if it's on the edge, it gets created on the edge, uh, and they're in isolation, they don't get attacked by everybody else, everyone else goes about their normal business while this new product or services either flourishes or fades. If it flourishes, it can be brought back in to the main system. Then number three, embrace the change makers. Identify the people in the company that are already encouraging change and innovation and provide them with an environment that breaks down the established rules, hierarchies, and social constraints. And once again, that's done on the edge. And you can identify these people. It's the people that are friction. They they don't, they see there's, there's a, you know, there's something in the future that's not going to be good. And so, you know, they are, they're the mavericks. They're the people that break the rules. And we need those in companies and we need them to move to the edge to, to create this new revenue streams. And fourthly, invest for the long term. And it's often very difficult for companies to have patience with a new product or service. But this is what is sometimes needed for it to flourish. So now we get to something that is called the exo sprint. And, you know, Salim Ishmael uh, and Open Exo have, have looked at this situation. They've looked at how do you do this? How do you create a new product or service that's going to be exponential and overcome the corporate immune system? And that's where they came up with the exo sprint. So the, there's a, the book, 
exponential transformation that, once again, the link's in the show notes or on my blog. And this was written by Salim Ishmael, Francisco Palau, Michelle Lapier, Peter Diamantes, and Francisco Poyatos. So look for that. It gives a step-by-step guide in how to run and apply an exosprint. Through working with companies, they discovered a process to overcome this corporate immune system. And this was to take people from across a business and ask them to spend at least 50% of their work weeks, over 10 weeks, working on something that they now termed the exosprint. The, the idea of the exosprint would be for teams to identify projects and get them started to see if there was potential. So it's got two main purposes, the exosprint. And so the first is to introduce new exponential products and services to the edge of a company where it can operate independently until it matures. And then the second, and it actually operates in two streams. So that's the first stream and the work groups. The second stream and work groups is to have a look at the core. Is there a way that you can put in the exponential attributes and the way it's working into the core products and services of the company and help it to revolutionize that particular company from within. So, so two, working on the edge initiatives and trying to transform the core. Now, once again, there's a picture that I want to describe to you that's so much easier to look at the blog, but I'll try. So this is the 10-week exosprint structure. It starts off with an awake session and gets people aligned. And that often happens and you know up to a month before um, and then you know breaks the people into groups. It should be uh, mid mid to senior managers that are now part of this excess sprint. And then you divide it into the edge stream and the core stream. They spend the four first four weeks evaluating their environment and their industry, and they look and see what's happening. What disruptive technologies are out there? What, can, what is happening in their industry? What can they take advantage of? How can they work? And they start to put together a, an idea and a concept around how to do it. And, and actually, every work group should come up with four different initiatives within that particular stream. So if there's two groups working in the edge and two groups working in the core, then you should have eight different projects from the two groups in the edge and eight different projects from the core streams to two groups. Then week five, what happens there is there's a disrupt session and the different teams present the ideas to a group of people who are you know, going to have a look at it and assess it. And that's called disruption. How does it work? Is it feasible? Is it viable? What needs to change? Is it, you know, are, are they smoking something? Is this a valid type of project? And sometimes you need to dis, you know, discontinue with ideas entirely if it's totally not feasible. But it's really a good way to shape and form and just get people aligned and properly aligned. So that's the halfway mark of the 10-week sprint. Then the second half is actually building a minimum viable product, MVP. And so from week six to nine, 
you build that and you actually start approaching a select customer base with this new product that you want to take to market um, with an MVP. And you start engaging how customers are reacting to it, uh, how they're responding. And then week 10 is the last week of the Exo Sprint. And that's like a dragon's den type of environment where you go to the CEO and the board and you present your initiatives to them. You say, this is what we were planning to do. This is why we were planning on doing it. Uh, this is how we refined it. This is how we launched it. This is the take up of the customers, their feelings about it. And hopefully you get a few initiatives formed in the edge and a few initiatives formed in the core. And then what happens then is the, the edge initiatives get um, funding, so venture capital or however you want to call it, and they get pushed to the side of the business to operate independently with, with their financing. And then the team comes in from the core and hopefully implements initiatives to transform the way the business is happening internally. So the ExoSprint is now being used around the world and it's actually successfully being used at Procter & Gamble, Visa, Hewlett-Packard, Stanley Black & Decker, and many more. So they have started to see that it, it really does work. And 10 weeks might sound a lot of time, but you're packing a lot into those 10 weeks because it's five weeks and five weeks. And if you can revolutionize your business, if you can get those edge initiatives started, Whatever money you invest in this 10-week sprint is well worth it because like I was discussing you know, with a friend this, this afternoon, you know, it might save your company and it might, if not saving your company, it'll put your company on an exponential trajectory to, you know, to make uh, an impact. So that's what I suggest we do. So in this particular podcast, how to become an exponential organization. So let me just recap. First is an awake session, and that is to try and get the senior managers and the CEO on board uh, and convince them that change is absolutely necessary. Then you can do an exponential quotient assessment to be able to assess where you are currently and what to do. You can do an exo canvas to identify which the attributes, which we discussed last week. Uh, and then you can, you know, we talked about the corporate immune system, which is a very real um, situation, how to overcome it, and then the exosprint itself, which is the 10-week process to get these initiatives going and to, you know, really kickstart something. And that comes to the end of this first three episodes of this podcast. Hopefully, there'll be many more. And I really hope that you've enjoyed this three-part series. Um, you know, if you found this valuable and it's made sense to you with my ramblings, hopefully it did, then you know, I'd love to chat to you further. So let, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. You, know, you, can, you can go on to ideastorm.ca.za, www.ideastorm.ca.za. You can look at my, you know, the company, what the details are. You can contact me on there. Uh, you can subscribe to my blog to my, so that comes out once a week. Uh, you can email me from there. You can contact me from there. And I'd love to engage with you. We really, uh, as I was, once again, just to repeat, I, as I was discussing with, with a colleague, this really is important. 
we need to be able to transform companies and, and the, the ExoSprint and the Awake Session, uh, et cetera, are really tools that you could use to revolutionize and transform your company. I know it's not easy, but we can do it. All right. So thank you so much for joining with me. Uh, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week and I'll speak to you again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.